Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Featuring Oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby. I got flashbacks from uh, Marty Schottenheimer in the football life. Who's the safety for the Chargers who fumbled an interception? And Schottenheimer told him before the game, hey, you're going to come up with an interception. I need you to get down as soon as you get the interception. Well, the young man for the Chargers, and I know somebody on the Comcast business text line or on YouTube will come up with the name from the Chargers. He fumbles the interception. The Patriots get it back. Brady and company went on to FS in the AFC Championship. Marlon McCree? Marlon McCree was his name. And I got flashbacks to Schottenheimer right there in real time with Dre Greenlaw, not once but twice, with his two interceptions there in the second half and the Niners. As we say, oh, baby, survive in events, folks. Survive in events in your football team is in the NFC title game for their fifth time in the last five years. I don't care how it happened. I don't care what it looked like. And we'll get into everything. Purdy, the defense, the run defense, the lack of a pass rush, McCaffrey, Debo's injury. But the name of the game is survive in events. And you're not getting style points for playoff wins. I'm not going to sit here on a Monday morning and apologize for the way the Niners won. They won the game, and now we move on to play the Detroit Lions. Good morning, Shasky. What's up? Wow. I mean, we've seen some incredible 49er wins over the last couple years. That's Shanahan's seventh playoff win as a Niner head coach. One more, he ties his dad. Okay? He's a couple away from Seaford and Walsh, who had 10. It's just unbelievable the way they won that game. Unbelievable. And two guys, to me, are the are on either side of the ball are the reason why they won. There's many guys that contributed, but Dre Greenlaw, phenomenal. Are we ready to put him up there? Are we ready to put this guy in the proper perspective as one of the great Niners? Like, seriously, this guy has given his body. He is not a huge dude. He hits harder than anyone. He makes some wild, you know, borderline plays at times, but you need a psychopath like him walking the edge at every single turn. Dre Greenlaw was amazing in that game. And then on the other side of the ball, Jawan Jennings. And I was frustrated with Jawan Jennings. You know, tweeting out about the Eagles and putting stuff on Instagram. And I'm like, all right, Jennings, you're the third wide receiver. Oh, no. He came through in a huge way. Multiple big catches for the Niners in traffic, contested, contorting his body. 
Jawan Jennings was outstanding in this game. And the block on the Kittle play right before the CMC 50-yard run, unbelievable. Jawan Jennings was a tone setter. Yeah, Jawan Jennings was special, stepping up for Debo Samuel, coming up with some huge catches, including that third down over the middle where Brock Purdy, when he threw it, I go, oh, boy, that's an interception. <laughs> it barely that. got over the fingertips of the Mike linebacker, and right dropped it in the basket. Uh, Jennings... Holding on to that football there. He's a tough SOB. Jawad Jennings earned his keep with the 49ers. That was a huge game for him. A big a big catch by Chris Colley on the sideline there on the final drive as the Niners come back and rally to win 24-21 again. Their fourth NFC title game in the last five years. We're going to talk all about it here That's on the insane. Monster Monday brought to you by First 5 California. To learn four things you can do to overcome toxic stress, go to first5california.com. Good morning to YouTube. Good morning to Twitch. Brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union. The smart choice for low auto low rates and super simple online application process. 888-957-9570. This is your show. You know what we do on a Monday, on a Monster Monday? We go to the lines. We go to the lines all morning long to get your perspective on what went down Saturday night. Let me tell you, Shasky. I'm sticking 34-16 all day, right? And then the drive to Levi Stadium happened. And pulling up to the Hilton Hotel in Levi's, you got that fog, you got a little bit of rain, and I thought to myself, boy, this may be a grimy game. This feels like one of those grimy, old-school Kettlestick Park games. And you know what? It played out as a grimy game. The run defense wasn't at its best. The pass rush wasn't at his best. Brock Purdy wasn't at his best. The offensive timing and the rhythm and the play calling wasn't at their best. You want to blame it on Russ? I don't know. But the Packers controlled most of that football game. But like a great team does, you just find a way. You find a way to win a football game. And when it when it was money time, in that fourth quarter, down seven, going into the final frame, and we all know the, rec- the, sh- the record of Kyle Shanahan when he goes into the fourth quarter, trailing a football game. Had one one down seven or more. Had one one. Well, they got one. And it was gr- led by Brock Purdy. Some great catches by Brendan Ayuk again. Juwan Jennings, Kali, George Kittle with a big play, and Christian McCaffrey finding the end zone there for a second touchdown of the game. The great teams find a way and you survive in advance, Jasky. Well, and they took advantage of some of the miscues. You know, like Green Bay turning it over, uh, the Niners getting stops, the missed field goal. Like all of these things, the Niners benefited from them and they took advantage of it. You talked about that Brandon Ayuk catch. The throw was a, it was a tough throw. It was like the only window to throw that ball right. into. It was a really good throw from Purdy. I thought it was one of the best catches of Brandon Ayuk's career, given given the magnitude of that drive and where it happened on the field. I mean, that you was know, that was for, a monster. For my seats, I couldn't tell if he caught it or not. I remember I texted Thread and said, did he catch that? Because on a Levi Stadium board, and I get why they would do it, Yeah, they didn't show the replay. They didn't show a great replay angle of that Brandon IU catch because Matt LaFleur is looking up at the scoreboard yeah. pointing, thinking, I need to throw my red challenge flag. <laughs> What's going on here? But apparently he did catch it after watching the game back at home a couple times. You could tell that IU made a great catch. Oh, it was an unbelievable catch. I mean, that, and that right after uh, George Kittle just dropped, just a flat-out drop off the shoulder pads. So, yeah, it's just what a game. I mean, just what a game. And, and at the end, I mean, Dre Greenlaw, everyone and their moms is like, what are you doing? You're Holding the ball like a loaf of bread. Go down, young man. Go down. You even see John Lynch on the sidelines right. like, go down. Like I, It was just, what a game. I mean, what a game. No, what a game. What a game. What a win for the 49ers. And they'll host the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are coming to the West Coast to fight Dan Campbell's. Something we'll break down later into the week. And look, we're not going to overlook Dan Campbell and Detroit Lions. That is a physical football team. And they believe they're on a... 
They believe they're on a uh, they're a team of destiny. They really do. So don't think that Detroit's going to come here and lay down and just be out here taking pictures in front of Santa Clara in the press box or whatnot. They're going to come out here to win, and they're playing some really good football right now. The Niners, if they play that type of game against Detroit, you may be going home, and there may be no trip to Vegas, but you find a way to do it. But there's a lot of things to clean up in this football game, and we're not going to sugarcoat it. And it starts with the quarterback. But Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy threw three quarters. He was not good. He was not good at all. Let's just be real. He threw a couple of no throws. On the first possession of the game, Darnell Savage dropped a pick six. He did. Now, he didn't catch it, and you live on to see another play. But Brock Purdy threw three quarters. Rob was outplayed by Jordan Love. Now, the great thing for the 49ers is Brock Purdy woke up in the fourth quarter and he played his best football. And the more they stayed in that football game, Brock Purdy got more and more comfortable. But boy, if he plays like that for the first three quarters next week, our toe could be a lot different next Monday. He's got to play better. I don't know if there was some bad reads. I don't know if he was on the same page. How much Debo uh, Samuel injury had anything to do with it. But for three quarters, Brock Purdy was not good. And then the fourth quarter happened, and he found a way. So an up-and-down performance for Brock Purdy, you can't sugarcoat it this morning. Well, and I think that's where I'm looking at this defense, and this defense really bailed out the offense on a day where they just didn't have a lot going offensively. It, it, just, it was very frustrating. Thank God they held them to field goals early on in the game. It should have been a, a bigger lead. You know, they had time of possession, and they were marching down the field. And I thought the 49er defense did a great job with the bend, don't break. Um, and, you know, obviously generating the turnovers when they did. You know, Jordan loved that final turnover, throwing across your body on first down with a timeout in the, in the back pocket. It, it didn't make out. a lot of sense. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't care. It didn't make a lot doing. of sense for the yeah. young man who played a really good game, I yeah. thought. I thought he played a really good game. And I know we can talk about statistics and this and the other. My eyeballs. I'm going off eyeballs. Bonte, what was the play calling from Kyle Shanahan? We're going to spread them out in a monsoon? Like, your, your quarterback is struggling to throw the ball in the rain right now. Like, that is something I'm really worried about is just him gripping the ball. You saw it during the game. Glove. No glove. Then he's wiping his hand as he's throwing. Decision-making was a little questionable and erratic. I thought the play calling to go three and four wide over and over and over again and, and basically put Jennings in the Debo role, at least that's the feeling I got, and to not deviate from the game plan when clearly your quarterback is a little off. I, I was kind of losing my mind. Now, CMC ends up with 25 touches, uh, seven catches, and the 17 rushes. That's a 30 to 35 touch game for CMC. Yeah. It's a one score game the whole game. He's the best player on the planet. So, to me, like, yes, Brock Purdy was not good, and I want to, we'll get into it all week. We got a, a ton. He, he delivered in the fourth quarter. Kyle Shanahan delivered with some great play calls in the fourth quarter. But, man. Run the ball with CMC. It's a Whoa. downpour. It's a one-score game. They're not a good run defense. I thought I thought he got away from the running game at times. He got a little cute. Um, I thought the clock management before halftime Goodness. was atrocious. The way they handled that situation. Again, we discussed this going into the week. Clock management with Kyle Shanahan. Now, at the end of the day, they scored with a minute seven left, and you left the Packers with a minute seven, and you were able to get the win. But at the end of the first half, I don't know what that was. Up 7-6, to six, and you end up settling for a long Jake Moody field goal that gets blocked there in the rain. And I know everybody's like, oh, boy, Jake Moody. But Jake Moody, he bounced back in a major way oh. with that long field goal in the fourth quarter to make it 21-17. Yeah. Huge kick for, what was it, 52 yards? Yeah. So good job by Jake Moody there in nailing the that field goal in, that, uh, in those elements yeah. there. But at the end of the first half, 
whether it was not calling a play or call it, not calling a play before third and one, I would have ran the play. They didn't call a timeout. You call a timeout before the play. Then you run the play. You get the first down. You call another timeout right away. You burn one. I, I just thought the whole sequence, once they got the ball past midfield, totally was agree. atrocious. You got to be better in that situation, Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan coached a little tight. I thought he was a little nervous in that football game. LaFleur was the better coach for, for the most of the game. Well, it, it felt like once Debo came out, they didn't have a changeup, right? Right. It, it felt like they were running the same thing. The amount of Ray Ray Jennings uh, uh, formations, three and four wide receiver formations in the, in the rain, given that the quarterback looks a little off, like he did. He just looked a little off for the majority of the game. Right. And then you have CMC. I, I just, I, it was driving me insane. They, they cannot play a game like that if they want to win and advance against Detroit. The other thing that I can't unsee, look, B. I kind of laughed at this. Like, oh, Purdy can't play in the race. Like, come on. It's a one-game sample. Things happen. I'm talking about the Cleveland game in particular. Now I'm like coming around like, all right, and this is now multiple times where for the majority of the game, he looked a little off when it comes to just the accuracy, the touch, all that stuff, his feel for the ball. I, if it's raining, Purdy just is 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 not I, as I, good. I, 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 I can't accept that. I can't accept that if it's raining because I, I – listen, I don't – Am I tripping? I, no, no, Am no. I tripping? Here, 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 no, right. no, no. He didn't look right. But I'm not I'm not saying he didn't look right because of the rain. We never gave Jimmy Garoppolo that same type of clout. We never gave Trey Lance that same type of clout in Chicago last year in an absolute monsoon. So I'm not looking at the elements. Jordan Love had to play the same elements. Yeah. Hey, Jordan Love threw dimes. He, he dimes. Also, he also threw two interceptions. Yeah, in the fourth quarter. In the fourth yeah. quarter. So I don't want to yeah. hear the elements. The elements had nothing to do with those interceptions with Jordan Love. He threw it across his body in the middle of the field. That's a terrible decision. That had nothing to do with the rain. All right? So I don't want to hear anything about the elements and this guy struggling because of the elements. All these guys play the elements. We just watched Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, that for two straight weeks cold, playing cold-ass weather. Quarterback no, and, and, and those guys are throwing dives. Lamar Jackson in the rain in Baltimore, throwing dives against the Texans. I don't want to hear anything about rain and elements or whatnot. Stop it. I'm, I'm not here for that today. Both quarterbacks had to do it. All these quarterbacks have to do it at some point in time. Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy struggled for most of the game. But he stepped up when he needed to and no led doubt. the game when he tried to get us to the NFC title game. But I'm not I'm not sitting here going to say the elements, the elements, the elements. When I'm watching the game in real time, the elements had no factor on me. The, the problem to me is the Niners don't try to throw the ball outside the numbers for whatever reason or deep down the field. And against Detroit, there's deep shots to be had. Okay, Will the Niners push the ball down the football field? I don't know if they were hesitant to do it against Green Bay. I don't know if they didn't want to do it, uh, throw outside the, fo- the, the the numbers. I, I don't know what was up with the game plan. But overall, the offense is very, very pedestrian in this football game for the most part. No doubt. And I, look, we expect the playoff games uh, to be a struggle. Like, you're not going to like throw up 60 on a team in a playoff game. Like it's, They're in their playoffs for a reason. They usually have a good defense. They usually have a good offense and a good head coach. But in this one, I just... I was flabbergasted with some of the situational play calls and, and and their inability to get CMC going. Everyone is on their couch or in the stadium screaming like, "You have the best running back on the planet. Run the ball." That that's I, I don't know. I don't know. They're they're so lucky that they survived and they advanced. And thank God that Drake Greenlaw got the interceptions that he did. Thankfully, Green Bay missed the kick that they did. The Niners took advantage of that. I mean, there was there was a special teams gaffe after they scored the touchdown on the CMC run. Guy goes fifty yards. On him, he fumbles the ball, bounces right back to Green yep. Bay. What a wild game! It was I a mean, wild a game. Wild and game. you know what? I gotta give Levi Stadium some credit. 
at the Hilton Hotel after the game, go to the restroom, and there's a Packer fan. He's from Wisconsin. He's got his Jordan Love jersey on. And he goes, you know, man, I've been to U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota, and I thought that was the loudest stadium I've ever been to. He goes, Levi's was on a different level today. Really? He said Levi's was deafening. And despite, you know, some of the inconsistencies on offense, the lack of a run defense, the lack of a pass rush, special teams being up and down, Levi's Stadium did show up. And that fan base, this 49er Empire, showed up and shot out Saturday night. They did what they had to do to help this team get over the hump, and I think it helped at times. Levi's Stadium, well, that was the loudest I've ever heard it. Before the game, during the game, after the game, Levi Stadium showed up and showed out. So credit to the 49er fans really? for bringing it in the rain. Wow. Seriously. Really? It was it was that loud there. It was deafening. Now, I was quiet because your boy was a little nervous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like thinking to myself, boy, we about to get cooked at all the talking we did last week. Well, I mean, I completely... I completely devalued Green Bay, and I feel very foolish, and I'm absolutely not going to do that when it comes to Detroit. Uh, but, but B, what happened to this pass rush? Like, what is going uh, on uh, with this pass me. rush? You tell me. I, 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 you tell me. I've been look, I've been the out. biggest Bosa supporter. I've yeah. loved the guy. I think he's been all-world. The fact that he's gone, and there's more to the game than just, just right. pure sacks, right? I'm not denying that there isn't other ways to impact the game. Tackle for losses, pressures, you know, batting balls. There's a lot that goes into it. You know, uh, setting the edge, containing. Like, there's a lot that goes in to being a great defensive end. But zero sacks in his last four playoff games? Where's Chase Young at? Y'all still want to pay Chase I, Young? Chase Young's got a couple games here to prove his worth. He flashed a little in the game. Nah, I'm disappointed. But the combination nah. of Hargrave, Armstead, Bosa, and Chase, it, it's not I'm not reaping the rewards that I should be given how much money we've invested in them. And I, I just can't believe it. Aubrey Thomas. Oh my goodness. He's getting picked on left and right. The third <laughs> They pitch the ball or toss the ball to Jones. They're like, all right, here we go. We're going to get a stop here. We're going to get a stop here. Gets a big fumble on that play. Second down, they throw a little short pass. And then it's third and 15. Jordan Love's just throwing it up. Make the receiver make a contested play. He tackled him. The second P.I. for him at right. that point in the game because he tackled a guy earlier. Yeah, at least well, that would have been a touchdown. Right? Uh, yes. That was Dobbs, Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs. And he had nice. to do that. He had to do that and prevented a touchdown. And you know what? The Packers had to settle for three. So it's actually a smart penalty <laughs> by Thomas to commit that pass interference <laughs> because the Packers only score three. And somehow, some way, early in the second quarter, the Niners are only down 3 nothing instead of being down 10 nothing because the Packers didn't get it all fourth and one. So the defense bit but didn't break. Break. Brock Purdy made the plays in money time. Shanahan called a hell of a last drive. All the players made plays, stepping up for Debo Samuel. There's a lot to correct. Oh. There's a lot to correct. But, folks, I'm here to tell you, it's all about surviving and advancing. And the 49ers, for the fifth to- fourth time in the last five years, are back in the Final Four. And guess what? We get to host this NFC title game. It's right here in the Bay Area, at home, 3.30 p.m., Sunday afternoon, and Alliance have to come outdoors. It doesn't get any better than that. No, it's This is amazing. what we wanted before the season, right, Niner fans? This is what we wanted. Survive and advance. And it's a lot easier to clean up the mistakes after a win than it is after a loss. They need Debo. Like, Debo going out in this game... It was massive. I know that they were saying it was the shoulder. I didn't know if it was the concussion at first or the shoulder or a combination of the both. Yeah, Like, he missed three weeks earlier this year because of that, well, I guess technically two games, two and a half games, and and the bye with the shoulder injury. He sounded confident like he was going to play. I mean, the offense missed him bad. Bad. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you can win next week without Debo Samuel, but we'll see what happens. I mean, you're you're we'll sitting happens. in the stands. I want to know, yeah. like, were, were guys running wide open? Did they just miss Debo? Was he a huge part of the game no, plan? Green, like, Green Bay did a good job of covering the 49ers, but also Brock Purdy missed a lot. They were not on the same page. Brock Purdy missed a lot. Whether it was Brendan Ayuk underneath on drag routes, whether it was Brendan Ayuk running deep, they were just not on the same page. And Brock Purdy struggled through three quarters. But you know what? He got on the same page for the final drive when it mattered. So, look, we're just going to keep it a buck here. There's nothing about that game that reminded me of Joe Montana. I know there's a lot of chatter going on social media. It was like, you know, Joe Montana did the same thing. Let's stop. Let's just stop and let Brock be his old guy. Because I'll tell you right now, Brock hasn't had a playoff game better than Colin Kaepernick. Brock Purdy's best playoff performance was not better than Kaepernick's best playoff performance whatsoever. Brock Purdy struggled Saturday night. But he stepped up when he needed to. And it's okay to say, it's okay that our second... How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Your quarterback struggled and still found a way to win a football game. I'm okay with that. There's no doubt. I mean, he had the mental toughness in that fourth quarter. The the throw to Brandon Ayuk was amazing. It was just a great toss where only Ayuk can catch it. The Connolly pass was beautiful anticipation. I mean, you're throwing to Chris Connolly. The season's right. on the line. You're throwing to a guy that the majority of Niner fans didn't even know caught three passes this year, for crying out loud. Right. And then the scramble run, the slide to well, set everything up. We got some breaking news here with Adam Schefter. I guess he just tweeted this 29 minutes uh, before we started our show. 49ers consider it 50 50 as to whether wide receiver Ugh. Debo Samuel will be able to play no. in Sunday night's NFC Championship game no. versus the Lions due to a shoulder injury he suffered. Can no. I read the goddamn report before we break? 50-50. 50-50, 50-50. <laughs> we'll get to the calls coming up. 888-957-9570. What's coming up in the game? Brought to you by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises, your phone calls. Niners survive and advance in the NFC title game. Now, back to the Morning Roast with Fonte and Shasky. All right, welcome back. 888-957-9570. We see YouTube and Twitch humming. Niners win. Niners win 24-21. They advance to the NFC title game for the fourth time in the last 15 seasons in this organization now. It's unbelievable. They've now gone to seven. This is the 17th championship game since 1980 for the 49ers. That's the most in the NFL during that span. Think about this. Se- 17 title game appearances. How many Conference o- title game appearances since 1980. How many overall? I know the 69 first ever NFC Championship game against the Cowboys. I believe 71 or 2. So they've, what do they have? 19, 20? How many total? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Okay, my bad. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Uh... 17 since 1980. I'm sure we'll get that coming up in a second. Uh, but no, no, I mean, they're up there with the greater That's organizations incredible. of all time. You know, the Cleveland Browns, the Green Bay Packers, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Dallas Cowboys, of course. So uh, the Niners going to 
to their 17th NFC Championship game since 1980, man. That's the most in the NFL during that span. They survive against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they've won 37 playoff games now, tying them with the Green That's Bay Packers crazy. and the New England Patriots for the most in the NFL history. Now, if they win on Sunday, they break that tie, become the leading franchise in terms of playoff victories. And now Shanahan has improved to 7-3 in the postseason, including 3-0 against the Green Bay Packers and Matt LaFleur. So a lot of good things here, a lot of positives to take away from this win. Whenever you win, you advance to a title game. This is all we wanted as Niner fans. All we wanted was a host. The NFC title game to get for a chance to get back to the Super Bowl. We got that. We got it right here in our backyard. I mean, you're in the Final Four. You're you're exactly where you were last year before your quarterback went down. And the only real, like, again, the only big-time concern coming out of that game, because you win in advance, obviously, but it, the Debo Samuel injury looming large. And then, like, straight up for me, I mean, just me. Other people can feel however they want, right? Like, for me... It was a roller coaster watching Brock Purdy. He had a dime to George Kittle on that rollout where he threw it over the top, that layered throw. Um, that was just a beautiful play to, to George Kittle. He had a couple of really nice throws to Juwan Jennings over the middle. He had a nice little check down, if you will, to, to CMC, the throw to Ayuk. I mean, he had some nice throws. He also had a ton of bad throws, and it was a roller coaster, an absolute roller coaster. And I've loved Brock Purdy, and I've been as high as, as can be. That was like the first time I was willing to say like, because I've been defending him as way better than Jimmy for a long time. All year, pretty much. He's better than Jimmy. He's way better than Jimmy. He's way better than Jimmy. That felt much more like a Jimmy G game than I was ever willing to admit. And it was it was frustrating. Now, what he did that Jimmy you know, didn't have the opportunity to do in the playoffs, he did it in the regular season, was to have those fourth quarter drives. Those, those drives to march down and, and punch it into the end zone and get this team past the opponent and moving on in the playoffs. And really you're judged by how you close games, right? And he calls the game in a very, very fantastic fashion. Very fantastic fashion, Brock Purdy did. Leave the game with a drive with over six and a half minutes left to go down that field when you had to have a play. Yes. When you had to have multiple plays. The out route to Kali with the corner underneath. What a throw by Brock Purdy there on the sideline. Uh, hitting Brendan Ayuk there on the quick slant. Uh, getting in the right run game. Right run play so McCaffrey could go into the end zone in the red paint and flex on everybody. That was big time. Look, this game did not go the 49ers' way. They did not. They got away with some turnovers, some near turnovers. They got away with a blocked field goal. Huh. They got away with a bad special teams play on a kickoff return. You know, they didn't play the run well. Logan Ryan step up and make a tackle on Aaron Jones in the hole. Instead, he goes for over, what was it, 50, 60 yards on that play? Unbelievable. You allow a 120-yard, you allow a 100-yard rusher for the first time in 51 games. But Brock and his offense saved the day for the last drive, and they got it done. And survive and events. Survive and events. By the way, 18th title game appearance for the 49ers. Eight. 18th uh, overall. Okay. Had the 17th since 1980, so a lot of them happened uh, once Bill Walsh came aboard yeah. uh, with the 49ers. So 7-11 and 11 in those title games. 7-11. and 11. That's the record for the 49ers. So hopefully make it 8-11 cool. and 11 on Sunday against the Lions. Uh, look, there's... There- <laughs> There's a lot to think about in this one, and you know you never apologize for winning a playoff game. In terms of all the playoff games that Kyle Shanahan has won, this was one of the the few ones where I I I came out of that game being like, oh, 
we dodged a huge bullet. Like, a huge bullet. Like, all his other wins have felt very statement-esque. Either they were the underdog clearly in the, coming in that game, or they won emphatically toward the end. This Whoa. one I was just Whoa. an absolute roller coaster. No, this one reminded me of the Cowboys game from just a season ago, the divisional round. Same damn round. The Cowboys controlled the tempo for both of that game. They did. In the divisional round. They did. They out-hit the 49ers. Uh, I thought they out-blocked the 49ers. They the Tony picks. Pa- the Tony Pollard injury in that football game really flipped it because the Niners had no answer for him early on. Uh, the drop pick by Diggs yes. in the red zone was huge. This had a feel of that Cowboys game where you just try to find a way. You just try to find a way. And what the 49ers did Saturday night is they just found a way to win the football game. That was, like That's a game they don't win earlier in the season. They don't win that game. You know, they lost that Cleveland game. Yeah. They lost Minnesota, grimy football game, Cincinnati Bengals. We've seen them lose those type of games this season. They didn't on Saturday night. They found a way despite not having their best stuff, and now we get to talk about a Final Four appearance. Now, leading into that, we're going to break down this football game. It's okay to say Brock Purdy didn't play his best. We're not critiquing the young man. The young man found a way to get it done on the final drive. But, boy, what you said there. And I tuned in in real time. The first three quarters was very reminiscent of a Jimmy Garoppolo game. It's, a guy we ridiculed just, throughout his yeah. tenure with the 49ers. There's a lot of oh-no throws. A lot of them. Okay? But you know what? In the fourth quarter, Green Bay couldn't take advantage. They only had a seven-point lead. And the 49ers were able to score 10 in that fourth quarter. Big field goal by Moody. Big final drive. And now we're here yeah. talking about an NFC no title game appearance. No doubt. It is what it is. But there's a lot to clean up. And thankfully, you look across at the AFC. Thankfully, you don't have to go through that gauntlet of quarterbacks as you watch Allen versus Mahomes in... Just what an incredible matchup that was. Right. And then you get now Lamar versus versus Mahomes. Right. Thankfully, one of those two is going to take the other one out. You you have to handle business at home. This is what you wanted all year. Right. You wanted Detroit at home or or you know, you want whoever at home, NFC championship game, sixty minutes to go to the Super Bowl. I'm so damn thankful I walked out that stadium with a win. Oh, no doubt. You know, I did not want to get in my car after a loss. I can't Trust believe me. they pulled that rabbit out of there. Yeah, hat. I mean they pulled that off. Green Bay dominated that football game. But the Niners, they showed a lot of resolve. They showed a lot of composure. And that's what great teams do. You just find a way to win yep. the game. Yep. You just find a way to win in January. We're not going to apologize. They're on to play the Detroit Lions and Dan Campbell. Green Bay's cleaned out their locker rooms today. Life is good out here in the Bay Area, folks. It is. Life is really good. I, I just, this defensive line, like what has happened to this defensive line? I, I don't I, I for the life of me I can't understand. Well, Bosa was so dominant for the first couple of years of his career. He averaged essentially over a sack a game, and it does feel like this year, last year's playoffs, something has changed. I don't know what it is. Is he not winning one on one matchups? Is he getting chipped the book? Like I saw him get stood up by wide receivers and tight ends over and over. I'm like, what is going on? Where is Nick Bosa? I'm I'm, I'm sure people are going to blame Steve Wilkes. Some no, no, no. I'm looking at Bosa. Bosa. You're the highest paid player in the right. league. I, I just I thought this defensive line was very disappointing, and they've been disappointing. For a while now, uh, yes, it's been a while since they since the defensive well, line has showed up and woke up. And you know what? Aaron the Jones most awesome. Well, the most expensive defensive line in pro football. You better wake up for next Sunday because you got an even more physical team with the Detroit Lions. They're literally biting kneecaps off. David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs are the truth. They're a problem. And once they get their play action uh, play action pass game going on. Detroit's offense well, will carve you up. So this defensive line is the biggest deal to me going into this week. Now, Brock Purdy's one thing, 
the defensive line getting pushed around up front and not getting any pass rush, uh, it's a problem. A big-time problem. And then I'm looking at, like, just stuffing the run. Like, the toss plays to the outside were killing them. They're gashing them. I just I don't I don't know what has happened to this defensive line and in terms of like stopping the run it's always kind of been the quiet little secret against the wide nine as I get like real schematically dorky here but like they, they got to clean that up man yeah, like they do Aaron Jones if you're asking me why Green Whoa. Bay looked bad in the fourth quarter they got away from Aaron Jones yeah, they did. even with a 50 yard run baked they, in there they did like they did. I thought he was awesome in this also, game also Logan Ryan played over Jair Brown um, Joseph Kennedy. Day. Shanahan explained, explained the Jair Brown situation is something we can get into a little bit later. But Logan Ryan got most of the snaps and he whipped on a few tackles. He was not impressive. All right, we got it. Well, we got two minutes here, Lubbin. Two minutes to break. Two minute warning. All right, two minute warning. Let's take oh, I was gonna take David. Uh let's go Rob and say Bruno real quick before the break. Rob, what's happening? What's going on, fellas? I want to shout out Lenore for setting the tone because oh, he want to smoke the whole game. Good call. And then, you know, big play, Grant Greenlaw, he's been doing it. I remember when I was the first one calling from the start, and y'all was talking about the other dudes, not y'all, but people, <clears throat> talking about the other guys just faster. No, big, Greenlaw's a 49er Hall of Famer, pretty much, man. I don't care what nobody say. Secondly, and last week, I called and I told y'all, this is about Kyle Shanahan, not Brock Purdy. I said, if Cal calls a good game, Purdy's going to play well. Through the first three quarters, Cal was passing the ball like he had Peyton Manning back there and not the best player on the field, and you see what happened. To be honest, the Niners didn't win this game. Green Bay choked this game away. When when, when Aaron Jones went 50 yards, they should have scored right there. That game would have been over. Then they missed the field goal. Once they missed the field goal and we got the ball to 40, I'm like, oh, it's over. We can go 60 yards. Cal can get back to the deep and dunk game. It's a wrap. It's over. So we got a lot to clean up. We got a lot to clean up. And, and Detroit, Detroit got their own CMC, number 26. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a problem. He's nice. He's a problem. And then, then they got receivers. They got they got cornerbacks. And one more thing, Goff is the best quarterback in this. Man, I'm going to tell you why. Goff then took two franchises that was – that was not winning, and now he got to get the second NFC Championship game with his second franchise. We need some respect on his name. Golf is the best quarterback heading into this matchup, but I'm going to say this. The NFC is JV. The varsity is AFC. I think the real Super Bowl is in the AFC, to be honest with y'all. Wow. Well, something we'll get to. Thanks for the call. Rob, we'll get to Ricky in Danville on the other side. 888-957-9570. How are we feeling about this win? Where's the excitement at? Four NFC title game appearance, fourth NFC title game appearance in the last five years. People panicking? Do we sound like we're panicking? No. We're just assessing a football game. And they won. That was a boy coaster. But you can't tell me that was pretty. And you can't tell me. If you walked out of that game without any concerns, I would love to hear from you. 888-957-9570. Because I've been searching for a 49er fan over the last 36 hours who... It's not a little concerned about what they saw on Saturday. That's, I mean, let's just be real. Do you want the truth or do you want us to wave pom-poms? You let me know. 888-957-9570. Would you like me to wave the pom-poms and say, hey, everything is okay. They played great. Or would you like me to tell the truth? Because if we start telling the truth, I'm not sure a lot of y'all can handle it. I'm not going to say a lot of y'all, but some of you. Some of you just can't handle truth. And the truth is, the 49ers got away with one. Now, it's good to get away with one in the playoffs and you invest in the NFC title game. That's Green Bay problems. But let's be real. The 49ers got away with one. That's just coming up. Brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking. No compromises. Thank you, Bonte.
for the morning roast with Fonte and Shasky. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Niners going back to the NFC title game, fourth time in the last five years. Who's not excited about that? It's really incredible with Kyle Shanahan. Like, look again, he drove me crazy with the play calling in this game. He really did. He drove me crazy because it's like, dude, you have CMC. They're not a good run D. Just use him more. And and he gets the seventeen rushes and he gets the seven catches. To me, in a one score game in the rain when your quarterback looks a little off and you have no Debo, deviate whatever the game plan was heading in. And like that's a thirty five touch a game to touch game for for Christian McCaffrey. Or here's a thought, and this is something I was thinking about while watching the game. I'm like, all right, everybody says CMC is the best route runner of all the running backs in the league. Line him up in the slot or at receiver and give Mason or Elijah a touch. Well, you may do that this game. When you get a player hurt like Debo, Shedahead explained it after the game on Saturday. Debo gets hurt, and all of a sudden you got guys scrambling out of position, which is why Juwan Jennings ends up in the backfield on a rushing play. You know, he, he runs the ball to RBA. But, but, but that's what happens. So I think... If they know Debo, and again, a report from Adam Schefter this morning is that Debo Samuel is 50-50 for Sunday's NFC title game. Now, also, you got this uh, Chachi Gardner-Johnson trash talk with Debo Samuel from earlier in the year. So, you got that playing out here. But Debo Samuel is 50-50 for the NFC title game. So, a lot of guys were scrambling out due to shoulder injury. So, it's just the the shoulder. Okay. Shoulder that he suffered against, uh, the same shoulder injury that he suffered against Cleveland, in which (sighs) he missed three games here. He's going to do everything he can to play. I have a hard time believing the shoulder injury is going to keep Debo Samuel out. I feel like Debo Samuel is going to find a way to show up on Sunday and play in that football game against the Detroit Lions. I, I have a hard time not seeing number 19 in uniform. Debo Samuel's about that life. What's it, that? Oh, here's Rob, Ian Rappaport on the injury, oh, okay. uh, injury yeah, NFL yeah. Network. There is no fracture in the shoulder of Debo Samuel, which is good news. It was actually the same shoulder as he injured last time, had a hairline fracture, missed a couple games, did all the tests this time. They believe no fracture. That is good. As far as the actual status going forward, that still remains up in the air. Kyle Shanahan going to talk to reporters earlier today, likely to get some clarity. The belief is this is not a major injury. Samuel got to work on rehab right after it happened and has been telling people he thinks that he'll be okay. So, like, watching the game back multiple times, because I'm a sick person, it did feel like they just put Jennings in the spot where Debo would be. You saw Jennings coming across the formation yep. on runs to CMC. The defense was not guarding uh, in terms of, like, everyone they, should They don't be. react to yes. the same way to Juwan Jennings as they do to Debo it, Samuel. It, it, thank you. It's a better way of putting it. But Jennings made some big... Tough, contested plays downfield. Now, on that gun run, on that gun run to start the second half, okay, everybody splits out, and you got just Juwan yeah. Jennings to the left or to the right of, of Brock Purdy. If you watch the play back, Brandon Ayuk immediately turns to the sidelines. Now, Brandon Ayuk was very animated throughout the game, but he turns to the sidelines. He's like, what are we doing? What was that? So there was obviously some sort of a mix-up, and then in the post-game presser, someone asked Shanahan about that, and he's like, yeah, that wasn't necessarily the main play. It was an option off of it, so they read something, or, or Brock read something, or maybe they just, it was a mistake. Right. I'm not really sure. 
But everybody, and myself included, was like, what are we doing? But you know what? Juwan Jennings, five catches, 61 yards. Uh, turned out to be him. He was. He stepped up in the major, major way. Also, one underrated aspect of the football game on Saturday. His block. The Niners were 10 of 16 on third downs. Mm. On third downs, for the most part, they were able to extend drives. You go 10 for 16 in a playoff game, you convert 62.5% of your third downs. That's good. That's one aspect that I think was overlooked all weekend long. was like, wow, the Niners on the money downs. Even without Debo Samuel, we're able to extend drives and find a way to score points there. So the Niners did what they had to do to invest in NFC Chad. But Jawan Jennings, man, huh. what I mean, five catches, sixty-one yards, all huge catches. The throw I Brock Purdy made over the middle of the field. Jawan Jennings was just making his cut, his break inside uh, on that in route, and to get it over there to fit that ball over to Mike linebacker in between two defenders behind him. Hell of a play by Brock. Hell of a catch by Jawan Jennings. When he let it go from my couch, I was like, oh, no, that's going to be picked. My heart stopped. Well, I did, too, for my seats. Yeah, what, what was you from uh, your I thought, angle? I was like, oh, my God, he's about to throw a pick. <laughs> what a great catch yeah. by Jawan Jennings. I thought one of the best plays that came was Jawan Jennings finishing the block on the sideline yeah. on the Kittle play because it was like it was like an enforcer play. Right. Set the tone. And then on the very next play, apparently, I don't know how demonstrative he was, but CMC basically had to tell Kyle Shanahan, we're running this play. Right. And I'm going to score a touchdown on it. And then on the very next play, they ran that play, and CMC scored a touchdown. CMC's unreal. Yeah, no, uh, CMC, they called it AT Mike. Shanahan was explaining after the game. He said, AT Mike. CMC said, AT Mike, but they got a different look, but they still scored. Christian McCaffrey, so special. Oh, my God. To me, he's the best offensive player on this football team. Um, I mean, the yardage, like, you look at his touches. Okay, 17 for 98. He averaged 5.8 yards a carry. So Aaron Jones on the other side with 18 for 108. McCaffrey's right there with 17 for 98. You know, the 39 for 39 yarder in that football game. Two touchdowns. Another seven catches for 30 yards. I wouldn't have been mad. I wouldn't have been mad if he got 40 touches well, on Saturday. That, this is my thing. Like, it's the playoffs. Like, you use him a lot throughout the regular season and then come playoff time where he's on a pitch count. And I know he came out, he had like the cramp or something was going on right. with the with the thigh, Charlie Horse. I don't know what it was. But like in a one-score game where you are going against a porous run defense and your quarterback looked a little shaky and it was tough to throw, run the ball. I don't know. I, maybe I'm maybe I'm alone, and I'm just complaining. Even though we won, I'm just saying, my God, CMC. If your season had ended and he only had 24 touches in that game, I think all off season we're talking about how do you not give the ball to Christian McCaffrey? Well, more? We're talking about Shanahan's play calling, which was a little tight on Saturday night. Shanahan got a little tight into the first half. Clock management. I thought in the third quarter at times there were some hairy moments, some hairy moments for Kyle Shanahan. But you know what? It doesn't matter. They're playing the Lions on Sunday. You can wash away all the bad. Hopefully, they got all the bad and all the rust out against the Green Bay Packers because they survived in a event. And that's the main thing here. They survived in a event. God. And the season prolongs here. They don't have to clean out their lockers today. Instead, they're getting ready for the Detroit Lions. By the way, the second one's sponsored by Go to State Lumber, serving the Bay Area for three generations. When you succeed, we succeed. Visit go to statelumber.com. Let's go out to the Lions here, man. Ricky and Danville, get us started up, Ricky? here. Ricky, what's happening? Uh, man, happy Victory Monday. I don't care, man. That was a one heck of a game, man. And you know what? Rain, rain, go away. Purdy doesn't have to contemplate wearing a glove on Sunday. You know what? That's it, baby. Maybe he's just not a rain player. But that guy showed up when it mattered at the end of the game. They, the whole offense showed up when it mattered at the end of the game. The, uh, my main worry is our defense. Our defense needs to step it up this 
weekend because one thing I've noticed about the Lions in the last, like, two weeks that I've actually watched the Lions game is their receivers catch the ball. Yep. They, they, don't let, they don't drop the ball very much. So we need to make sure our D-line is, is making golf make those Jimmy Ono throws because golf will hand it to you. Okay. Amarase Brown, Sam Laporta, we'll break those Jameson. guys down. Jamison Williams is starting to come out of Jerry Goff is coming back home. You know Jerry Goff wants this. He's tired of hearing that, oh, boy, he's 0-5 against Kyle Shanahan. He's 0-5. Well, guess what, folks? This is a whole new Jerry Goff, and it's a whole new football <laughs> team. They, they're they playing with some big-time pride out there in Detroit, man. That's a physical, physical football team. And his defensive line on Sunday, we're looking at Nick Bosa. We're looking at Javon Hargrave. I'm looking at Armstead. I'm looking at Kinlaw. I'm looking at Gregory. I'm looking at Chase Shug. I don't give a damn what your PFF grades was on Saturday. My eyeballs tell me you didn't do enough on Saturday night to make Jordan Love uncomfortable. Well, and it felt like finally a team was like, oh, Ambry Thomas is the weak link. We're just yeah. going to keep picking on him. <laughs> I mean, they've got to, I don't know what they got to do. Like, it, is it Isaiah Oliver? It, I, no, hell no. You don't put him on the field. I mean, I mean but, but, I mean, but, but, but you, B, like, you got to live with Ambry Thomas and just say, dude, you're going to be on the island I at know. times. You just going to have to play well. And Diamond Lenore you know? is playing such good football yeah, right him now. Him and Moody Ward. Moody yeah, Ward had Moody a really, Ward had good, a really good breakup really in the end game. zone early in that game. But, but what are you going to do? Play Isaiah Oliver? No, you really want to do that? I just. You want to go back down that road? No, I don't. I just. I do think that they're going to try to isolate him because they have personnel that can do it, right? No. They've got three really good receivers, and they've got a good tight end, a great tight end, really, and two really good backs. So I think this is a very stiff test. We have all week to break that down. Yeah. But like going back to this game, Ambry Thomas w- was a huge liability, and he's playing like 30 yards off, guys. Yeah, he, it's like, I, I don't know, man. It was very frustrating watching. No, it was. It I don't was, have a lot of faith no, in Ambry Thomas, was, he struggled. But you know what? Committed to pass interference on the first drive. It prevented a touchdown, and guess what? Green Bay had to settle for That's three. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So that was a penalty well taken. But it was a well long taken. third down. I would and like to see me. a guy make a catch. Trust me. It, it happened right in front of my seats. He got cooked at the line of scrimmage. Uh, I was just like. And he just grabbed the hips. Guy, yeah, he just, just grabbed, grabbed the, the hips. Hang off for dear life. Give up a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the other thing that, that, I, that I want to talk about is the rain for a second. And, like. Look, I laugh at those kind of things normally. Like, oh, player X can't play in the rain. Like, Tim Lincecum, remember the law for long? Timmy can't pitch in the heat in Washington. It's like, shut up. That's so dumb. There is something now because this is multiple games. Whoa. Purdy in the rain. I don't know if it's the glove, no glove. I don't know if it's he can't, if his arms Whoa. aren't big, hands aren't big enough. I, I don't know what it do is. They, do they practice during the week with uh, wet footballs? They were talking do about that during the broadcast. And do they, they don't practice with wet footballs? No. And Why and not? Greg Olson was saying, like, sometimes you'll get 10 minutes a week of throwing with a wet ball, you know, compared to the rest of the time practicing, and Shanahan doesn't believe in it and blah, blah. I think you might need to start if well, you know it's going to rain and it's rained for well, weeks on end in per, the Bay Area and you're at home. You should kind of have a feel well, for the rain, right? Like, am well, I Purdy, Purdy found a way in the rain, but I'm not here to. I'm not going to sit here all morning and say, "Oh boy, he just can't play in the rain and chalk it." Because guess what? In the future, you may have to go to That's Green Bay, what I'm saying. Chicago, New York, Philadelphia. You're going to Washington. Who knows? Seattle. There's places that rain in the Bay Area, folks. Guess what? It rains. I can't <laughs> buy this thing that, oh, he can't play in the rain, so now we got a specialist in quarterback? No, he's got to figure it out in the elements. 
You got to figure it out. But, but there is something too, like, and again, I'm not like losing my mind over it. But like, this is now multiple games in the rain where he's his accuracy has not even been close to what we are we are accustomed to seeing. Like that was the big thing with me. Right. We can harp on decision making. The accuracy was nowhere near what I what I expect. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.